0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 17th, 2019. Strong hand, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I am still offended by selling people. Conviction, yeah, I'm in Sydney, Australia, doing a new show every day. I got a good night's sleep last night. Hello, my elite friends. I am pumped to be here. And uh, I just want to remind everyone, this week in Bitcoin is tomorrow. Hass McCook will be on it. And also, Adriana Balodi. I am mispronouncing her name. She, <laughs> Biladi, she was on the show back in July of 2017. She will return. She's here in Sydney. I'll be hanging out with her pretty soon. And again with Hass, Sydney is a beautiful city. The sun from my balcony in this beautiful Airbnb. This is a great Airbnb. I'm in the Altimo neighborhood. It is beautiful here. The sun, you don't want to be too much out in the sun there, but it is pouring in on it. just a safe, beautiful city. I, I'm so impressed. I was here in 2015. I'm, I'm impressed once again. And thank you, Hass and Adriana and, and everyone here for making it an awesome Bitcoin city and just an awesome, pr- pretty city. My, my I, I can't say enough of it. I'm from Baltimore. Pound that light. But of course, I think it's beautiful and safe here. But compared to LA also, man, this is better than LA. Uh, what and what a world! It's a completely different day here. I'm not even going to say what time it is here, or what day it is here. It's just so much different. I'm still getting used to the days. Okay, let's let enough of me talking about uh, traveling around the world in, in Sydney. But uh, it, if you are here, links below to the events that are coming up uh, this coming week and the 23rd, you can hang out with me at a, a meetup with me and a bunch of people. It'll be fine. It's all linked to below if you're in Sydney. I've got a lot of links to below as we're talking about a lot of stuff in this video. I try to summarize everything as best as I can in the in the uh, summary area below the video, but I only have a limited amount of space. It cuts you off after a while. So if you check out the links, you can see all the subject matters I'm going to talk about. So that's a little shortcut there. Another shortcut is to play this at 2x to just get it through get through it faster. Time is very valuable. And... Uh, so here is the first thing from Bitcoin. Yeah, the Bitcoin Twitter feed. The one that used to be controlled by Bcash, apparently. Anyway, I, I don't. The, the 2012 halving reduced the new supply by $320,000 per week. The 2016 halving reduced the new supply by $8 million a week. The 2020 halving will reduce the new supply by $63 million per week. What do you think will happen to the price of Bitcoin? What do you think will happen to Bitcoin? Well, we shall see. But I never seen it. Uh, I never seen it uh, explained that way. The the having how it uh, the new supply. We know how much the new supply gets cut in terms of Bitcoin, but in terms of price, and again, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Uh, but in terms of the United States dollar fiat price, that's a very interesting way of. Uh, of describing it and really puts it in perspective. Now, again, the, the price fluctuates. So we, we say it's going to be uh, the new supply is going to be reduced by 63 million. I assume that's based on uh, the, the current price, which I don't even know what it is now. Okay, <laughs> 8,000 or something like that. Uh, BTC Moon, again, if you've got questions, type in Bitcoin Meister. Uh, and eventually, first of all, BTC Moon says, laugh out loud. And Vention says, Laugh out loud! The real, the real thing. He's talking about this shirt. Whoever made that shirt was probably as old as I am," says Vention. I this uh. Yeah, it's a reference to uh. It's a, it's the real thing. It's it's a reference to Coca Cola, obviously, because it's 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 Bitcoin like the Coca Cola thing, and a, a long time ago, apparently, uh, you can't beat the real thing, Coca Cola. You can't beat the real thing. Uh, in terms of Bitcoin, in terms of Coca-Cola, you, you surely can. But uh, but that's poison. You can always be poison. Pound that like button. How long was the fast on this trip, Roman Q says? It was exactly 54 and a half hours. <laughs> and it ended uh, once I finally got settled in this Airbnb. It took me a little while um and i actually picked up some food from around the corner some beautiful avocados um really big avocados here yeah it's good these are from new zealand apparently what's it say Haas avocados premium new zealand all right so yeah the fast was good i'll talk about about that on saturday's show everybody tune into to the beyond bitcoin show on saturday Oh, my God. Bitcoin he said BCH is the new Coke. Yeah, I've heard that comparison before. I heard that comparison before. Uh, and then 123 NoScope Scope said, imagine how much the cut will be at the 2024 halving. Yeah, dude. We can only imagine that now because we have no idea what the uh, fiat price will be leading up into that. Let me check out. Uh, I can't even see what this looks like now. It's, it's very interesting, my setup. Yeah, I need to take a shower too, by the way, man, I, I, and shave. I put a bunch of uh, – I put organic uh, organic uh, coconut oil on my face when I went running this morning because I don't like sunscreen, but I'm going to have to hit the sunscreen eventually once I get a little later in the day. This is serious, serious sun. But I went – what time did I go? I went running five miles. It was like 6.50 a.m. or something like that here. Again, let's not get into what time it is now. Just to, I don't want to confuse everybody. Pound that like button if you like uh, the time difference. I mean, it is a whole different world here. You to get everything situated in terms of times, of getting people on the show, I just said, I'm going to take it easy. I'm just going to get Australians on the show with me today, man. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about what time it is in L.A., what time it is in Baltimore, what time it is in, in London. It's just, it's wild. All right, I've really been not talking about Bitcoin during this show. Pound that like button. So we will talk about Bitcoin. Now, so let's talk about, <laughs> I'm about to say, let's talk about Libra. But I said let's talk about Bitcoin, but I'm going to talk about Libra. But it's, like, it's a tie into Bitcoin. I am impressed. And I'm not usually impressed by senators, United States senators. But one of them from South Dakota of all the states in the union. Uh, and I have been to South Dakota before. So few Americans can say that. Uh, but there's a letter uh, from Senator Rounds of South Dakota to. It was sent actually to a, a company in his uh, state, saying that he supports Libra. Now I link to the the letter itself is quite inspirational. It all these people complaining about Libra, wanting to uh, regulate it, wanting bribes from it, et cetera, et cetera. He says he loves that entrepreneurial spirit. He talks about the innovation of cryptocurrency. This guy gets it. Cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, they're not about regulation. They are about innovation, bringing wealth to all sorts of people around the world, freeing people. This guy's letter was really good. And usually, I I take it for granted, I think most of these Congress people they have no idea what the heck they're talking about. And so they have no idea how this stuff works, but he does. So this was... You know, if you care about Libra, this should give you hope that it's got a chance. It's got, a, and it w- it will happen eventually. So let's let's read off this specifically. Uh, Mike Rounds wrote a letter to the Libra Association member Anchorage, a South Dakota-based trust company, uh, endorsing the Facebook-led project and citing it as an example of a technological advance he feels is needed to aid U.S. consumers. It would be, and I'm reading from a CoinDesk article, it would be unfortunate to shun a new solution that could connect more of the most vulnerable Americans to our financial services system. So this is great. Instead of like creating new welfare schemes for poor people, getting them poorer, he wants to let them take place, take part in this free market, this new private money, which will eventually get them into Bitcoin. Now, he might not believe in that, but he believes in compete. Don't complain. He knows that the dollar, for some people to get into the dollar financial system in terms of banks, they're uh, they're censored. They're not allowed. They're prevented. And this will be a, a way for them to get into the traditional financial system or the not so traditional financial system. He is confident in his United States dollar. He doesn't feel threatened by Libra. He wants it. He wants it. So good for him. Um, and he, I think he thinks he knows it will be good for his state. But see, state is uh, getting into uh, cryptocurrency just like uh, Wyoming is creating all these friendly uh, regulate or friendly laws toward uh, cryptocurrency. So is uh, uh, South Dakota, from, from what I have heard. So um, and most, more more Americans, and yeah, it's a golden age. Compete, don't complain. He realizes that it's a golden age here. As it stands, we have no clear legal. W- this is beautiful. We have no clear legal way to ascertain whether a cryptocurrency is a security. So he doesn't want to call everything a security, which is great. What legal foundation we do have for these types of questions is rooted in the Securities Act of 1933. That's the last time, by the way, the uh, Washington baseball team was in the World Series. Uh, That law was written more than a half century before computers and the Internet were created. Well, before the internet was created and more than two decades before Hawaii was admitted to the United States, a, d- a decade before the jet engine engine was developed. And in a period of time in which 90% of rural America lacked electricity. So this dude, he understands you want to people out there, these sociopathic congressmen, they want to put this cryptocurrency they want to put Libra. They want to put Bitcoin into this box from freaking 1933. He knows the world has changed since then, that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, it can't be looked at in the light of the of even the 1900s. We're talking about the 2020s. You've got to look at it from a, 2020, a 2020s perspective, a golden age perspective, and this dude from freaking South Dakota understands that. So I'm glad he spoke up and more people should be talking about it, and, and especially that lot, those lines about Hawaii and the jet engine and... Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Roman Q says 80% regulation, 80%ers uh, regulate and complain, 20%ers compete and don't complain. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. The 80%ers are compliant, the 20%ers are defiant. Now, so in the United States, we got a cool dude in South Dakota. Let's contrast this to this French leader. His name is Bruno Lemery. Le, Le I'm mispronouncing it. Because I'm from Baltimore and I don't give a darn. Pound that like button. But beware, he says, He says beware of Libra. Now, this is a summation of what he says. Beware of Libra. It will undermine the monetary sovereignty of developing nations. At the same time, he also says African nations should continue using the, CF, the central, the CFA franc, which is pegged to the euro and, in, and managed by France. So he doesn't care about the, the, uh, undermining the monetary sovereignty of developing nations. He thinks Facebook's Libra is going to do that while he's telling them to stay addicted to this fake uh, – this fiat coin that they have in a certain – of the former French colonies that is pegged to the euro. I mean it, it's totally hypocritical. He, he doesn't care he uh, about their uh, – about uh, their monetary sovereignty, he wants them hooked on the euro. He wants them pegged to the euro. So it's, it's complete nonsense. He knows that the euro can't compete with the Libra, can't compete with Bitcoin. Can't he is nervous and threatened by uh, companies being as powerful as a uh, as a former colonat, as former uh, powerful nations. Because France, it is uh, it lives on its past glory. Basically, I mean it's. I, It's still a powerful country relative uh, to to most, but I mean, it's because the French language and all of its former colonies still speak it and they're somewhat still tethered to France, but what, and they have nukes. So, I mean, I'm not going to rip on France. You can can read the tweet yourself and see that this dude is so many of the French politicians uh, and European politicians uh, when it comes to uh, monetary policy are ridiculous because they love their Euro. And uh, Charlton, I haven't seen Charlton in for a while. Hey, dude, thanks for the show. All right, and uh, and who else? So one, two, three, no, script says, do you think legislation will change during the next bull run? Hmm, that's a good question. Once the fiat price goes past the all-time high, Bitcoiners will be able to donate and possibly control politicians who want Bitcoin. Very good question, very good question. If some of these major, uh, countries like the United States, uh, are slow to regulate and they, they have been quite slow to regulate and then it goes to some really high, uh, number in terms of fiat, they will have a harder time creating negative legislation because people will, uh, uh, a lot of people 's wealth, maybe friends of theirs wealth uh some of these senators' wealth will be tied up in bitcoin right then and, and there will be a large constituency a wealthy constituency saying hey now we're we're super wealthy listen to us and i they they you know these these uh senators and congressmen are are mo- very likely to to listen to uh listen to wealthier people. That's just the way they are. So yeah, a very interesting question. And yeah, I, I, as you can tell, I don't worry about regulation very much. Uh, they, they, can't, they can't stop the Bitcoin. Hass McCook is in the house. I mean, he's like in the city, but he's leaving a comment. He's going to be on This Week in Bitcoin tomorrow. And uh, he says, arrive late for the Hass avocado. Yeah, man, I was thinking about you because I mean, it's spelled the same way as your first name. Dude, Hass is an interesting guy. So, everyone, his last name is McCook. So, what do you think his ethnicity is? Hass McCook of Australia. We'll reveal that at the end of the show, if I remember. I was wrong about it, but what do you, I mean, what's it sound like? What's it, he's an Australian. His name is Hass McCook. What's it, what's it sound like uh, where he's from? I mean, it, okay, let, moving on, or uh, where his ancestors are from. Wow, this I got a lot to talk about on this date today's show. Again, check out the links below, people, uh, and I appreciate all the comments there. John Matonis, technology doesn't do bad things; people do, and that's a, a great final tweet that goes with the previous two tweets that the French guy and the uh, the South Dakotan. South Dakotan understands technology doesn't do bad things; people do. I don't, I don't think that French guy gets it. I don't think these government. The governments are so used to doing bad things, they think technology does bad things. But no, people do. People can use technology for good and for bad. So don't get caught up in it when people say, ooh, Bitcoin is used to sell drugs. And Yeah, it's people are using it that way. People can use a dollar bill for that. People can use Hass avocados for dealing, you know. You can smuggle in a lot. You know, Hass avocados when I was once in the Baltimore Washington International Airport, I had a bunch of Hass avocados in my uh, carry-on bag. They, they had to search them because I guess they thought they were grenades or something like that. So Hass ca- avocados can do bad things, right? What is that all about? I don't know why I said that. It has nothing to do with what I was But yes, people could do bad things with Hass avocados. That's what I mean. Hass avocados can't do bad things. Ugh. I'm losing the point. Pound that like button. Yeah, I got a little bit of jet lag still, I guess. Eh, nah, a little bit. It's just confusing. It's confusing that it's whatever time it is here. What I got is I can't tell what time it is. I just can't tell. By looking outside, I can't tell. I have to look at the clock there. And uh, then I see. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Traveling is, is there's all sorts of weird th- – your, your body's rhythm – it has to get back, it has to get used to it again. But I it's I'm almost used to it because of my fasting, because I'm eating at you know a normal time according to the clock. Uh McCook Cook says has Hass brand is always the biggest and the best. You know it, dude. And he says, Hass always gets stopped at the airport. <laughs> There's a hint for everyone there what his ethnicity is. There's a little hint there. OK, okay. Now uh, what's this tweet by Mark Hockstein. What's radical is busybody A. Because people say Bitcoin is radical, but, uh, or that cryptocurrency is radical or that this new you know new system that people are provi- uh, proposing is radical. He says what's radical is busybody A pressuring intermedi- intermediary B, to prevent individuals C and D from transacting. What's even more radical is moving to a world where every last C and D has no choice but to rely on B, on a B, and therefore lives at the mercy of the A's. So that is a beautiful way of phrasing it. If you need to read that again, it's linked to it below. But yeah, it's it's radical when we have centralized organizations that try to manage Everyone's uh, financial transactions. That—that's the real. That's really radical. That's not the natural state of the world. The natural state of the world is you transact with whoever, whoever you want to, and no one bothers you. You're not hurting anyone. Uh, we're going to get close to 18 millionth Bitcoin will be mined this uh, week, very, very soon. Don't know the exact date. Didn't want to do the math. I linked to an article about it below. But if—if if we miss it. Because tomorrow's This Week in Bitcoin, and then, tomorrow's the, uh, B, then Saturday's the Beyond Bitcoin show. I wanted to mention today, um, just in case it happens either on Friday or Saturday or Sunday before I go live. So enjoy, people. You should be happy. It's slowing down. It'll, I mean, it will, <laughs> it will uh, especially slow down after the Bitcoin happening. It's, it's, yeah, that's what I should have said. It, it's slowing down starting then. You know what I mean. And uh, no one's guessed yet where he's from. No one. There. Oh, Zach actually got it right. Zach Pandera said Arabic. <laughs> he is from uh, his uh, ancestors are from Lebanon. So there you go. His ancestors. So that's that's le- very specifically Lebanese. 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 So there you go. I guess it, when you said he stopped at the when you said he stopped at the airport, um, but I guess it says on his. Uh, I assume it says on your uh, passport you're born in Lebanon. Uh, what, yeah, that's the thing. Mo- I think most passports say, you know, what country you're born in then. So if you're born in some country that nobody likes anymore, um, you, you have that curse with you forever. <laughs> um, I, I have a relative, in, well, the wife of my relative, one of my relatives in Uruguay. Um, she's Jewish, but she was born in Egypt and then she got kicked out of Egypt because she was Jewish. And so it says Egypt on her, uh, passport, her Uruguayan passport. And she doesn't, she doesn't even look at it but she says she cries every time she looks at where it says Egypt, but she's still, she's still hurt by being kicked out of Egypt. I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you're Jewish, dude. All right. Pound that line. But again, no, I'm not ripping on her. All right. So, um, yeah, she's, she's married to my grandfather's first cousin. So she's not young. She got kicked out of Egypt uh, after the Sinai, they kicked all the Jews out of Egypt there. They said, you got like a day to get out of here. Take your stuff. Uh, it was the 1956 war uh, they, when they were warring directly with Israel. Uh, anyway, uh, so they couldn't, all their wealth was gone, lost. But uh, anyway, moving on, then that happened. That the, the, A reason to bring that up is uh, if they had Bitcoin back then uh, when they got, the Jews got kicked out of Egypt, um, they, they just couldn't take their Bitcoin with them. And instead, they so they say, take what you can take on your back and then you're out of here, dude. I don't know what the heck they talk. And they ended up in Uruguay of all places. <laughs> oh, all right. This show's getting way out of control. It's getting beyond Bitcoin here. So, uh, but that is, that's you know, the beauty of Bitcoin, this modern world now. You know, that's why you got to, we've mentioned all sorts of countries in, in, on the show in, in the past. And if you have a, a good stash of your wealth in Bitcoin, you can just start again. And start again if you happen to get kicked out of a country or if you're if you're forced out for for other financial reasons it just becomes if there a war pops up in your country you never know what's going to happen if uh syria and iran are influencing your country too much that's that's lebanon right there lebanon is just like a proxy state right now which is uh unfortunate for the people in lebanon but that's you know sometimes smaller countries that, that's what happens um all right what else do we have here uh so we talked about the What I want to talk about, what I found very interesting, and I don't know if I'm going to read this whole thing out. Uh, Well, there's this Twitter feed I discovered, Deribit Insights. It's linked to below. And they talk about some complex and interesting financial aspects of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Like a lot of Bitcoin maximums Maximalists won't like this because there's it's like some creative things and I don't exactly like it when you get talking about lending and interest and but, but it is creative and this is you know, this is where the big boys play So let the financializers financialize if they want to do that kind of thing. Let them let them do that kind of thing but uh, so someone out there Has come up and I linked to the article below Bitcoin is so awesome that they want to create a Bitcoin stable coin on Ethereum. I mean, what will they come up with next? Now they have reasons for this. I mean, it's it's you know the, the U.S. dollar. They, they come up with stable coins for that, uh, the Tether and all these other ridiculous things because it's the best uh, it's the best out there in terms of uh, fiat. They they love it, so they come up with these stable coins and say it's worth a dollar, and you got to believe it. So these people are saying. We're making an, we want to make a Bitcoin stablecoin on Ethereum. It's worth a Bitcoin, so you better believe it. Now, I have a hard freaking time believing that. But there are going to be people. There are going to be traders. There are going to be these fine people who want to play games and sort of say there's more Bitcoin out there than there really is that, that are going to believe in it. So it, it's an interesting experiment. So let me read this out there. TBTC is a recently and, – and again – you don't get this kind of news anywhere else. Insider information. I don't know how much that this type of insider information is going to help you. The way it should help you is don't get tempted into doing something ridiculous, buying something ridiculous like this. T- but let them innovate. Uh, this is innovation. TBTC TBTC is a recently announced Bitcoin peg on Ethereum. The purpose of cross-chain pegs is to replicate an asset from one chain on another while maintaining as many of its properties as possible. In other words, a cross-chain peg can turn any blockchain into a Bitcoin sidechain. A reliable Bitcoin token on Ethereum would give Bitcoin users access to capital markets, betting markets, you see things that I don't, don't decentralized exchanges, now that's interesting, as well as possible future applications like mixers, that's interesting, private transfer innovative custody solutions, and DAOs. At the same time, these applications would gain access to Bitcoin's superior liquidity and monetary attributes. Anyway, all I say about that is it might be an innovation, but you can't beat the real thing. Bitcoin stable coin on Ethereum is not Bitcoin, but that article and this Derbit, Derbit Insights talk about it. So read it. That's a new uh, source of information. Let's talk about some another. It's kind of an altcoin gimmick, isn't it? It's it's an Ethereum gimmick. Well, maybe a little bit more than a gimmick. Let's talk about a gimmick, though. From my buddies at eToro. Check out This Week in Bitcoin when uh, Yanni Yoni, uh, was on the show, the CEO of freaking eToro I had on This Week in Bitcoin a few weeks ago when I was in the land of Israel. And uh, he's got a pure gimmick going over there now, though. <laughs> eToro launches Crypto portfolio weighted by Twitter mentions. So this is a, an unnecessary complexity to make 80 percenters feel like they have insider information or some edge. OK, oh, I'm going to buy this altcoin portfolio that's weighted on Twitter mentions. If a bunch of people have mentioned Ripple in the last month, then it's going to have a lot of ripple in it. I don't know how anyone could buy that except someone who does not understand how all of this works. That Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. But some people are like, ooh, this is creative. Based on Twitter, Twitter is important. And if a lot of people, a lot of <coughs> bots are mentioning Twitter and what, and BSV, then ooh, that sounds like a good portfolio. Dudes, your portfolio should be Bitcoin. Period. That's my portfolio. Check out links below if you want to get shirts like the shirts that I'm wearing or the shirt that I'm wearing. And what else do we have? Oh, this this is good. This is good here. Uh, Negative. This is from Rhythm Trader. Negative yielding debt is twice the value of all gold ever mined. And put this in perspective. And 115 times the value of the entire Bitcoin network. That's a 17 trillion bubble, 17 trillion dollar bubble people bought into knowing they are guaranteed to lose money unless they sell it to a greater fool. The definition of a Ponzi scheme. So exactly, there are negative yielding um, $17 trillion are currently held in negative interest bonds. 17 trillion reasons why you should own Bitcoin. Uh, that second line was from uh, one of the Winklevoss brothers. And they know what they're doing. But th- this, there are huge institutions, all sorts of wealthy people, who buy these negative interest bonds, which are co- completely ridiculous financial instruments that can only exist in this crazy world that we live in. And they only buy them because they can sell them to other people. Okay? Why even play that game? Why even play that? People, there will be people that play that game now that are going to wake up and say, well, why don't I just get the real thing? Bitcoin. What what is negative? What is a negative interest bearing bond? I mean, what what really is that? It's, It's, what can it do? What? All it is is something you sell to the next fool. This is real. So put that in. Look how tremendous that market is—seventeen trillion dollars. I mean, that is—that's amazing. That's, that's even compared to gold. So some of the people they're going to have to stop playing that game eventually. I mean, the twenty percent aspect of them will have to. But it is—it is interesting. To, to, to put that into perspective that people are willing into to buy into complete nonsense. If they can think they can sell it to another guy for more and that they think that the negative interest rates are even going to go more negative, which they are, which is just crazy. But Hey, I'm not complaining about it. Let the traditional finance people play that game and it only will get smarter people in Bitcoin. I will just watch as it goes more and more negative and, Hey, people will know how to benefit off of that, uh, make the most of that situation and use it to get Bitcoin. What's this? Data. This is from CryptoSlate.com. Data shows Bitcoin interest. Okay. Bitcoin data show Bitcoin interest high in places with low economic freedom. That's not that's not a shock. They are talking about the Local Bitcoins, and we know that places that have not so much economic freedom, uh, people are willing to go find out about local Bitcoins and get Bitcoin. A small percentage of the populations, the, the elite of the 20 percenters, the ones who are actually thinking, uh, well, thinking more so than the average 20 uh, percenter in these countries. But if you look closer, if you look closer at the numbers, it, it's a little bit simpler. There, there's, two, there's two sides to the why are so many people buying uh, Bitcoin in certain countries. In the countries with the high inflation rates, like Venezuela, per capita, per person, per capita, it's high in Venezuela. And countries like that because they need it to get around inflation. And I am glad to see more and more people. In these high inflation countries, are learning about Bitcoin and using it that way. But on the other side, on the, on the other side of things, the complete opposite, people in wealthy countries like the United States and Australia that can experiment, um, that can trade, that can flip, that can do things with Bitcoin that you probably shouldn't be doing with Bitcoin, um, you know, valuing your wealth and fiat, using it as a way to get more fiat. In the rich countries, it, per capita, it is also very high uh, the, the, the so we, we've got two extremes and then there are the countries in the middle the boring ones I, I, I don't know the ones that are just trudging along and they're not people aren't so wealthy those people need to wake up to it more and that's that's a huge market that's a there, there's a bunch of countries just like that they're not experiencing hyperinflation they're not experiencing major inflation but they're not rich enough to play these crazy games that rich Americans and rich Australians and rich Canadians are are playing, and it would it would benefit them a lot in those type of countries. What type? What's the name of a country like that that I'm thinking of? Eh, probably some Eastern Europe, Eastern European country or something like that. I don't know. Ukraine. I don't. I know no, no, they probably they have a bad economic situation. What's a maybe Hungary? I don't know. Probably Hungary. Something like that. That sounds like a that description. All right, moving on. What is this? No, I'm not. I'm not going to read this one. This one takes up too much time. Uh, we'll do that next time. Oh, Matt Odell. Matt Odell uh, has a beautiful, inspirational tweet. Uh, this centrally, this centrally, bleh, this century will be dominated by printable hardware and unprintable money. Pound that like button, dudes. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I'm especially excited about the printable hardware. That in space, when we send men into space again to, to plant Mars or Venus, they'll be able to print out uh well they'll be self-replicating uh, machines, machines printing, creating their own cells, printing them own or their own uh doubles so that they'll be able to print more, and those machines will uh be able to print uh well their purposes will be to print the useful uh, tools in space whatever that may be uh I, I can't even fathom what you will need uh what you'll need in space printing uh replacement parts for uh for spaceships and all that stuff all right i but but yes i love that tweet we, we just went saturday on that we just went uh beyond bitcoin when i started uh talking about self-replicating machines and I was confusing a couple things. <laughs> uh, I will mention that next time. Okay. We will conclude with this. I This this guy likes attention. Fake Toshi loves his attention. And he was recently at a conference and he got ripped on pretty nicely. That was good. But there was someone in the uh, audience that went crazy and started calling him a mole. And it wasn't a good look on that person's uh, part. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you call the dude a mole, that's actually like a compliment for him. Like, and it's conspiratorial at the same time. No, no one sent that dude anywhere to be a mole. He's not. He he's not even mole level. He's just just a dude that wants attention and is just wants to. Uh, and this and this is a psychopath basically. So a mole is a compliment, and the person was screaming that he was a mole. That's not the way to do it. The best way is just to ignore him. And and, uh, yeah, I I thought that. So people have asked about, you. what do you think about the latest? Yeah. I don't think much about, I don't think much about the latest. I think more of of the person screaming out, you're a mole. That was, uh, I think that was ridiculous. Because that dude is, he's not even at a a mole. He's he's, he's used, no one would, no one would send him in as a spy on Bitcoin. There are no Bitcoin moles People, you're paranoid if you think they they, they send people into the cryptocurrency space to spy. They they couldn't make a difference. Moles in the Bitcoin space, what what could they do? They they could scare, they could make people weak-handed. What's that going to do? That's too bad for them. There are people that spread all sorts of thud in the space. To benefit whatever interest they may have in altcoins or in, in whatever, and let them do that. Let people spread FUD and nonsense. Let a uh, spread his nonsense. Uh, we politely say no, you're it's clear that you're not who you say you are, and uh Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. And you know, let, let if you actually listen to the words a guy says, and uh it's like I, I don't know how anyone could believe that a word that comes out of the dude's mouth. But anyway, we've got some 10% of the cryptocurrency space is prone toward becoming cultish. Maybe that's just the way the general general population is. And I have learned a lot about human behavior from being in this uh, Bitcoin space, from being in this cryptocurrency space. The darker sides of human behavior, the cultish sides of, of, of human behavior, it is, it's quite disturbing. It's, it's quite disturbing, but hey, this is where the big boys play. So you got to take the emotion out of it Yes, it's disturbing that people want to believe in cults and Jim Jones type of people. But hey, you worry about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Um, Don't waste your time on on, on worrying about uh, these cultish people uh, because they can't do a thing to Bitcoin. And finally, no, Roman says, have you ever seen Jim Jones at a conference? No, no, no. I I don't go to those type of conferences that would invite him. Those are more... um, really ICO type of thing. I I went to that one in San Francisco in 28. That was like, you know, crypto and ICO stuff. But no, I tend that that was a one-off type of thing for me. I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say never that I'd not go to one of those. They, uh, I I, no, I don't go out of my way to go to events like that. I love to go to events like here, you know, it's just a bunch of Bitcoin people getting the, you know, 50 Bitcoin people getting together. That's the type of thing. And he would never be invited to something like that. Fifty, a Bitcoin meetup would never invite uh, some an ICO type person or a, a altcoin uh, guy that uh, a fork of a fork of a fork or someone pretending to be someone in the space. That all right, uh, Vention says uh, I, I knew he would. Vention would say this. I'm not good because Vention believes in this conspiracy nonsense. He says, "Sorry, Adam, I have to dis- disagree. There are conspiracies and collusion everywhere. Be- being aware of it only allows you to plan accordingly." I think it's it's. I think that's no. It's a waste of people's time waste people's time to worry about stuff like but you could do that I mean that's it's it's people's it's, it's everyone's choice to you know people can worry about what they want to worry about but I mean um, it's there's usually the the simplest answer is the uh, is the right answer people complicate so many matters no one could be an expert in every field and there are so many fields out there So when people are confused by what, like, something that's going on in a field, they make up a conspiracy about it. They make up their own story about it to explain away something that is quite reasonable to people who understand what's going on in that field. And in this day of the Internet, we have so many people spreading nonsense about so many different fields that they don't understand. And so, I mean, you got to be able to filter that stuff out and, and realize that sometimes, most of the times, If you're dealing with something that you don't fully understand, you're not an expert in it. Defer to the experts, see what the experts say, and don't get caught up in the people that like to come up with all sorts of nonsense stories about every single aspect of life that they have no clue about. All right. So, um, and and, and I want to say something about moles and and the government sending moles people. (laughs) On one hand, we have the reality of when you go to the post office and when you go to the Social Security Administration, and when you deal with any government bureaucrat, and you and you see the way they manage the financial system, and you see the way they manage all the government infrastructure, you see in reality, no one can deny this. In reality, how inefficient and stupid the government is. Okay, in reality, then in. Make-believe land, everyone comes up with these theories about how smart the government is And how the government can can, uh, intervene in anything, and infiltrate anything Okay, so in in one aspect we have reality, where we see how stupid the government is And then we have all these other people who want to put the government on a pedestal and say They can send moles here, they can send this person here, they control this industry, they control Zuckerberg Zuckerberg's a plant I am a believer in the power of the brain of the individual. You might not like certain individuals out there who have have become billionaires or almost trillionaires, but they've done it. They don't need moles. They don't need the CIA or the FBI or whatever. The CIA, the FBI, all these government institutions, the the Social Security, they're all the same. They all got bureaucrats. They are weak and when you when people say they're moles and they're these conspiracies that they've done this that and the other the deep state the this the that and the, it's a waste of your time. Live in the reality. Look at the post office. Look, you control yourself, okay? You and people like Zuckerberg when they were in Harvard creating Facebook. People like Bill Gates, who drop up. All of them dropping up. They realized that. They realized there's nothing holding them back. There's no conspiracies out there holding them back. They are gonna do what they're gonna do, and they create, and, and, and again, with uh we have uh Amazon.com. What's his name? Um, Jeff Bezos. He not, he's not a conspiracy, he's not a mole, he's not this, that, he's not, he's not a government plant. He is going way beyond the government. He's creating his own space agency. Look how inefficient NASA is uh c- compared to uh Elon Musk and all these people. So uh, that, that's my take on, uh, and I, I've shared this beforehand. But I've, you know, I, I, I lately, uh, since Gabriel was on the show last uh, Friday, and he brought up the the the, the Bowie bot. I'm not even going to say the thing. And I've got people again say, "Well, the Bowie bot was right." And and Gabriel was great. Gabriel made a quote. And he said that Bowie bot is wor- it was right 50% of the time. Why was Bowie bot right 50% of the time? Because Bowie bot said it was worth right 50% of the time. It's nonsense. it's nonsense. Anyone, you know, you can make all, There are all sorts, my little nephew can make predictions about Bitcoin and get them right, okay? <laughs> and no, Bowie bot is not worth 50, It's not right 50% of the time. It's not right 50, 50, 50. percent People only remember when these, uh, when these so-called predictors get things right. They never go back and, and talk about the things they get wrong. That's just the way of the world. people, if you're a big predictor and you're big into your charts and everything, you reinforce to everyone. Look what I got right. Look what I got right. Look what I got right. And people fall for it so easily, and then they just and they repeat it. Oh, look, he got it. He's right fifty percent. He's right fifty percent of the time. He's right fifty percent of the time. I think the people. I think people. I'll say it as politely as I can. It is a tremendous waste of your time to 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 want to believe. In magical uh, predictors. It's a tremendous waste. Use your own brain, use logic and reason. All right. I am Adam Meister to Bitcoin. Roman Q says, I am not worried about the conspiracies led by the likes of AOC. It's not because cons- I'm not worried about, a led- about the conspiracies led by the likes, likes of AOC. I'm more worried about the how to acquire my next Bitcoin. Yeah, You should be worried about how to acquire your next Bitcoin. But I also want to clarify something. AOC is not involved in any conspiracies. She believes, She's just an envious person. She states what she wants to do. She says, tax the rich. She wants to steal from rich people. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a conspiracy. That's, a, that's just, some people are envious. Lots of people are envious. Lots of people want to do bad things. Those aren't conspiracies. It's all out in the open. And uh, and many Americans like socialism. Many Americans are envious. Many Americans want to steal from rich people. It's no conspiracy. It's no grand plan. It's no grand plan. It's based on reality. Envious, stupid people out there want to steal. That's, that's, that's just life. So that's better, it's better explanation than ooh, it's a master plan by the elites or want to tax so there's no more middle class, so they can control everyone. No, that's not it. People, middle class people, lower class people, upper middle class people, they're jealous. They want to steal. They can't manage their own money. So they want the government to take care of them. Is that a conspiracy? No, it's the way it, collectivism is the default. Individualism is the accomplishment. Some people don't want to be in the individuals. Some people want collectives to, to solve all the problems for them. And again, that mindset goes into the conspiracy theory people. They want some grand collectivist explanation of how the world works. Okay, that it's it's uh, that that's that's the, that all the evil done to them is because they are helpless and they're a part of some collective that they cannot control that the elite control. No, it's you're an individual. You control yourself. All right, pound that like button. This show went way too long. And uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. But you never know what you're going to get here. Um, retweet it. That's how you support the show. And uh, I'm a little, I'm a little out of it still. Again, I can't tell what time it is. So pound that like button. See you later. I'm the Bitcoin Meister. Click on the squares. See ya.